0: Maybe you feel better if uh, if you get outside of that bubble of suffering. Do you suffer from long COVID? That's crazy. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. And Scott is already shaking his head at me. <laughs> I think this wrong. might be a new record. <laughs> All right. So you've probably heard of long COVID on the news. And these are the folks my heart goes out to them that, you know, a year, two years after recovering from a COVID-19 infection, they're still suffering from the fatigue. They're still suffering from the from the being out of breath and and all of these symptoms that have just lingered on and on and on, except according to a new study, it might be. It looks like it probably is. It almost certainly is. All in their head, uh, gentlemen. I don't normally like to repeat a whole lot of numbers, but I gotta, I gotta at least give you some of the some of the science here, so you know I'm just not making this up and not just making fun of people. Although it's tempting on on, on certain days, uh, the study didn't involve a great number of people, but they were very thoroughly studied. I mean, they science the crap out of this to borrow a phrase. There were 189 known. COVID recovery people. They'd had COVID. They're better now, but they feel like they're suffering from these long COVID symptoms. And almost none of them were hospitalized. They wanted to filter out the folks who were hospitalized because a lot of those people did suffer long term lung damage. And you don't want to Tell them, hey, it's all in your head. They're really hurting still. Um, and they had 120 people in the control group, people who had never had COVID tested negative for antibodies, all of that stuff. So it's a really solid control group. And what they found when they went to the National Institutes of Health for an extensive battery of tests is that the long COVID suffers versus the control group. Um, Found basically no differences, none, in lung function, heart function, oxygen levels, ability to walk distances, inflammation, infection, all of the things you would expect to find, all of the things that long COVID sufferers were complaining about, weren't there medically. Um, Scott, this is a difficult situation because so you have people who had the actually had COVID. But don't feel like they've ever recovered. What what do you say to somebody in that position?
1: Because it's a relatively small study and recent and, uh, you know, normally I read the entire journal of the American Medical Association on a weekly basis or however frequently it comes out. Whatever that frequency is, I read it all the way through. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. Um, I couldn't even qualify to play one on TV, but I do see this in this story. And to me, this fascinates me is that Uh, this This is a positive for us, actually. Your mind does not distinguish between something that actually happens and something that you only vividly imagine. Now, when you think about that, you think, oh, well, isn't that just a characteristic of mental illness? No, it's a characteristic of brain function. And if you are able to tap into this characteristic of brain function and essentially vividly imagine that which you wish to see in the world or in your life, then you can program your brain to respond appropriately. And some people, um, I actually wrote an essay about this one time because it fascinates me where, you know, uh, Dale Carnegie wrote a book years ago called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And then I read another book recently that basically said, instead of trying to change your basic nature, why don't you figure out what your basic nature is and work with it? And it just occurred to me that people who worry a lot, are essentially forecasting the future. They are vividly imagining a future that does not yet exist. Exactly. And may not ever exist, probably will not ever exist, but they're vividly imagining it. And through the power of that vivid imagination, they're bringing about. Now this isn't some mystical thing like you're somehow manifesting this in the universe or whatever. (laughs) You're basically just, it's, it's ones and zeros. You are programming your brain to say, hey, bad things are about to happen, bad things are about to happen, bad things are about to happen. Hey, look, is that a bad thing? That looks like a bad thing. It's coming down the road, right? To me, I knew bad things were gonna happen, here it comes. If you can tap this kind of power that your mind has and say, well, what if I woke up every day and, and thought, Oh my goodness! I hope something fantastic doesn't happen today. I mean, what if what if something amazing happened today? What if I like what if I accomplished that thing I really wanted to accomplish? What if I met that person I really wanted to meet? What if I fell in love? What happens if I actually settled down and had a family and had a beautiful life? Oh my goodness! I think I'm going to conjure that for a while and chew that cud until I program my brain into believing that that's the way it happens. Now I'm not saying these people are mentally ill who think that they have long COVID. I don't have a way to evaluate that. But it almost doesn't matter because you, if you are convinced in your mind that that is so, then your body will play that out. Your brain sends the commands to your body to react in accordance to what you already believe. And you will notice things. Your mind has um, it's something called the reticular activating system. I call it the, the radio dial. And so your mind has this radio dial, and you're constantly fiddling with that radio dial, and there are signals coming all the time through the air. But when you tune that radio dial, which my grandfather said used to be a cat's whisker, they used to call it, where they'd find that that frequency, then you receive the signal. Well, we're being bombarded all the time with these signals from other people, from ourselves, from the environment, from media, but we choose where to turn that radio dial. So kind of if you've got this feeling that you got long COVID, or if you're just depressed and sad and think that things aren't going well and wonder why you didn't make the life you thought you would make, maybe you need to start fiddling around and moving around on the dial until you can bring in another signal and then start worrying about getting that and making that a successful thing in your life.
0: Scott, I know exactly what you mean about this ability for your your brain to sort of materialize what it what it wants to see or feel. For example, I look around my office and I can see liquor bottles everywhere, <laughs> when in fact I know there are only three or four. So, <laughs> right. well, after a while, those four will look like six or eight. You know, <laughs> well, there you go, mission accomplished. Uh, Bill. Uh, this come from this came from a long Twitter thread and uh, we can we can embed the link and the link will actually take viewers to this to this study so there's some really fascinating stuff in there but the Twitter summary said there was a large burden of symptoms and worse mental health post covid uh, particularly among those uh, with uh, any kind of anxiety but no difference in objective neurocognition no evidence of ongoing systemic inflammation or immune activation or any organ damage whatsoever Um and the, and I found that incidence of, uh, of higher levels of anxiety among these folks to be telling. And I think it goes right into what Scott was saying. Uh, how much of that do you think might be due to people actually paying attention and believing everything that they've heard from our medical government complex over the last two years?
2: Well, we're talking about a couple hundred people, one eighty-seven or something like that. So, in, in the study, there's more than that people more yeah. more people than that claiming yeah. the symptoms. But if you think about three hundred and thirty million Americans, it's an astonishingly low number. Whatever the real number is, it's it's a it's a really low number. And I don't think that the number of people who are claiming to be suffering from long COVID, again, uh, I don't mean to offend anybody who may who may be feeling this, but but I don't imagine that they're that, that statistically, they're much larger than a group of people who would you would normally classify as hypochondriacs. Uh, there's there's a significant percentage of the population is a hypochondriac. As a matter of fact, how many times have you guys seen variations of this uh, sketch, where uh, somebody's reading about some new disease and yeah. they're reading out the symptoms, and somebody <laughs> over there in the room is a well, one of them is sweating. And, you know, it's, it's, From it's we've seen it a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. Right. So so and many other places. And so what that. What that's the reason that sketch is funny is because everybody realizes that when you hear things of of import like that, like here's this terrible new disease and here are the symptoms, you start visualizing them. You in some cases you start feeling them. So so I think that's a part of it. I think also a part of it is it is a well I'm the only one of the three of us that I didn't have long COVID. I had sort of medium short COVID. Uh, but it does mess you up and and yeah. for several months afterwards you could definitely feel like I felt like my biochemistry was changed I was really fatigued off and stuff so i suppose some people kind of stay there you know mentally they, they 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 there may have been a perfectly real biological reason for why they're feeling sluggish or 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 whatever the case may be as a result of being infected because it does play with your mind a little bit but perhaps they just you know they just got used to it and and frankly I got to tell you I think a, a significant part of this is this is the ailment du jour right I mean it is it is the the topic of conversation for the, and the only topic of conversation essentially for two years and so I think when you throw all these things together I think given the relatively small numbers of people it's not it's not surprising to hear that this was uh psychosomatic Scott's right about the the brain and, and what the brain can create or or, or not create. What, there's a lot of things the, the brain just blocks out. For instance, when your eyes dart around or when you blink, you don't see a swish pan. Your brain just stops processing that visual information. As a matter of fact, right now, everybody who's watching this, your nose is in the shot. You don't realize it because your brain basically filters it out. But your but your nose is visible to your eyes when you think about it. And if you do it now, you realize, yeah, there it is.
0: Yeah, some, so, some more than others.
2: Yeah. So 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 there you go. So uh, look, I'm uh, I'm sympathetic to these things. But I'm also very curious, very curious to know what the voting demographics of the people who are suffering from this is. And the reason I say that is because here in Los Angeles, it's it's really significantly reduced, fortunately. But I still see a handful of people out there wearing masks, you know, just like defiantly now. And it makes me wonder how much of this uh, long COVID thing is a form of uh, like it's almost like a, a like a political ribbon, you know, that they're wearing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you, those of you who claim that COVID was nothing. Well, I, I I not only did I have COVID, I've still got it. That kind of thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I do not want to make light of anybody suffering from what they're calling long COVID. As uh, Scott and Bill both pointed out, if you believe you're suffering from this, you are suffering you are hurting you are tired you do not feel well and for it to go on for for months or or even a couple of years i, I can't even imagine that kind of suffering and i I'm, I'm not going to make light of that uh but maybe i can kind sort of talk out what might be going on here um it's not that people aren't aren't suffering it's that there's something there that is trying to be virtuous but it's been corrupted by what they've what by what they've been told and what they believed since about uh, February of 2020 we were told it was it was virtuous to take all of these precautionary measures that turned out harmed the economy and didn't uh, <laughs> didn't actually help very much if at all um we were told it was uh, you were almost sort of a, a martyr to the cause if you, if you got sick. And maybe if you stay sick, you, you maintain some of that, some of that easy yep. virtue. Um, and again, I'm not saying this to belittle anyone, but maybe you feel better if, uh, if you get outside of that bubble of suffering and look around at that real world. It's, uh, it's becoming a pretty good place again at least for now. That's your right angle on that. Thanks so much for watching. Remember, content like this needs sponsors like you. So if you aren't a member of BillWhittle.com, why don't you go over to the site right now, become a member today, or even just make a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.